0: so we got a spider problem in the house oh, oh boy Oof. And a guy come look at our furnace this like he's gonna be our go. most
1: listened to episode because everyone hates a spider problem
0: well, everyone the guy had to get in the crawl space to get to the furnace i don't know whatever so <laughs> you know i kind of moved everything out of the way for him to get in there and he comes like right back up he's like hey man uh I got to go to the truck to get my gloves. There's like five brown recluses right in the entryway. Oh, crap. Okay, let me, I got some spray. And uh, so he went in, he, you know, sprayed it. He went in there, did his thing, came back out. And he's like, yeah, there are like babies along the wall. There's a bunch of them crawling around in there. I'd go as far to call it an infestation. So I was like, well, cool, cool, cool thing. So like... (laughs) It kind of, you know, especially that first hour or two really creeps you out because, you know, you think about clues. You think all the the clothes you have are like blankets and they like to hide in places. And so far, it's only the crawl space. Like we haven't seen any out in the living area, but it worms its way into your head. Oh, man, there's. So I spent all day yesterday looking up. It's homeopathic spider repellents and I went to Home Depot and bought a ton of spray and those glue traps and so we got the guy coming uh, exterminators so they're going to do a bug bomb in the crawl space but then I'm like okay what if they bug bomb the crawlspace, and that's where they are all concentrated but then they gotta come back to the rest of the house Ooh. that's where they disperse to so I'm making the house uh brown recluse spider proof through homeopathic Hmm. mead I spent the last day and a half tell me about according uh, according uh, to the internet they don't like strong smells so Irish (laughs) spring soap fire sheets vinegar essential oils we happen to have all those things on hand I love so, it. I bought like empty spray bottles. You fill half with water, half with vinegar, and you spray everything with it. I have like random bits of uh soap. I cut it in half, like with on a chopping board with a big old knife. Yeah. Cut soap into pieces. And there's random bits of soap behind the couch, in the closets, just random chunks of green Irish Spring soap. Uh, essential oils going. Okay eucalyptus lavender and peppermint uh, supposedly they don't like hedge apples
1: know that is but okay
0: they're like crab apples okay. my parents always had a ton in their yard back in Kansas yeah I think I know what you mean okay yeah so I called my mom I was like mom do you still have hedge apples back there she's like yeah why like I need you to bring they're coming to visit in a couple okay. weeks I need you to bring all the hedge apples you yeah. have yeah <laughs> Like, oh, like, I think she's using for decorative purposes or something. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to set them up on the entry points to all our house. So I'm going to set hedge apples outside of the house to prevent spider entry. So I'm doing all this stuff. It's surprisingly fun. I think it's fun to have a mission. Yeah. You know, I went from being creeped out to, like, feeling like a general, you know? Brown like, Reckless is going into Russia. Yeah. That might be a bad example, but you know, like, just like, okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. I'm putting stuff in charge. But I started to think this is like bordering on like witchcraft, especially the hedge apples in front of the doorways. Is that real? Or is this, uh, no, you're good. But that's what I got
1: going on. It's kind of a halfway fun. How recluses those are, those are are dangerous, those can inflict. Po- I think are they the most poisonous spider in our in our fine state? These black widows. I thought brown recluses were worse.
0: I mean, they, I think it's black widows. They
1: brown. It doesn't seem fun. Who is this guy that told you that you hired to come out? But he's not an exterminator.
0: Just a maintenance guy. He just needed access to the furnace for whatever reason.
1: Oh, Jesus. so he okay?
0: So he just happened to need down there.
1: Oh. Maybe but you but you had a spider problem.
0: No, we haven't seen it. He told us about it. Oh. As far as we know, they're in the crawl space. But, you know, like, how they were. I don't know. We haven't seen any out here. It's kind of
1: rare for them to .com. be in there, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I know. So if they're just down there, and I'm taking every precaution, every precaution that I can. What so if they're just be...
1: normal spiders?
0: He see, he he looked, he had a flash, he's like, yeah, no, there's a diamond on the back. So,
1: I don't think there's a diamond,
0: though. There, I Googled, I Googled all this stuff. Yeah, they have markings on their backs. No, they don't, do they? Yes, yes they, I do. I'm telling you, I spent all their day yesterday. <laughs> I imagine Googled you Googled
1: it just because uh, you've, you've bought, you know, a grand worth of soap and you get the hedge apples coming.
0: I mean, maybe a $100, maybe $80 to $100.
1: The spray the spray bottles. It's funny you say that because I've been dealing with a wasp uh issue for about a month. Maybe not a month, about a month. My wife listens to these and if I fudge the numbers, she might be like, hey, these things are still around. And using sprays? Let's see here. What have I been doing? I've got the sprays. They're, they're very toxic sprays. They're basically in a this kind of piece of wood that's kind of like a flower bed and they kind of rotted out and apart and they just made their home right there. Uh, my latest thing I did, and this was desperate, I will, I will admit to this, I dug up some dirt and I put it over their, uh, the entryway. Like a lot of dirt, like yeah. it looks weird. And they just kind of like burrowed through it.
0: You need to put a hedge apple on top of
1: it. I, 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 I sprinkled cinnamon because I, I like you, I researched I mean, like, yeah. and they just, they just, they came back. I have a trap that caught about a couple dozen of them. I've sprayed, I bought this stuff called Dietumetris Earth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read bought, about that. I bought that. That actually might work for the spiders too, by the way. It came up in my research. I just okay. Didn't buy like I like that we have our. our uh, um, go, yeah. When I bought it, and I told the guy what I was using it for, I think his exact words were, "Huh, never heard of it for that, but yeah, you can try." Like, really no, I I googled it, man. Did you just
0: got, like? Okay.
1: Um. Yeah, I did that. Might want to do that again. I'm hoping it gets cold. <sighs> yeah good freeze and kind of A good freeze will do it yeah but the spider thing I don't I don't I can't deal with that it worms its way into your head it does worm its way into your head you know? you're, you're well, super- I say
0: we haven't seen any in the living areas but you know the crawl space is, is like right below me where I am at right now it's, it's oh yeah I've been putting like dryer sheets under the couch cushions what does that do supposedly they don't like uh strong smells okay. so dryer sheets soap the essential oil what does your house smell like
1: right now uh fresh fresh very okay. fresh but very fresh but just i've been using couple... the sprays i don't want
0: to use the the toxic sprays anywhere other than the crawl space or outside i don't want that inside yeah yeah so that's why I've been using the, the, the spray bottles. It's, it's fun to have a spray bottle and to just squirt things too. Yeah, it's true. So it's just vinegar and water, and then essential oil mixture with
1: water, and you just spray it everywhere. So the, the, got, is the, the, the actual exterminator's coming tomorrow? Yeah, we don't have it set up yet. Oh, you don't have it set up? Yeah. What, you're not gonna do it? I want, no, we're going to, but I
0: want, I want to get the rest of the house Fully the fully smell. Closed. So they go outside in the way and not I don't up. think
1: they would really just be like, oh no, there's a smoke bomb. And then be like, oh, all of our most hateful smells are up here. We'll see. I'll ask the exterminators. I don't crazy. want them to just do the, I don't want to.
0: If they were in the crawl space and just find down there and then, you know, they get smoke bombed and then they just might, well, let's go to the bedroom
1: now because. We're not welcome here. We just made it worse. The guy, that guy's talking about books again. He's just... I love this. And this this family of spiders loves the smell of apples or whatever. Hedge apples. and Hedge apples.
0: Irish spring, yeah. Oh, man, Irish spring. Supposedly, I don't know. We'll see. I hope it works. I like... It's kind of October. I was saying, I was asking the wife, like, do you want to just go ahead and hang like a string of garlic from the from the my door while we're, while we're protecting the entryways? I know. I Which
1: was, was like, like, why? Next time I come over, I'm, I'm... Vampires? I will kind of check where I'm put, like, put my glass down, make sure there's nothing crawling around there, nothing under the tables.
0: Well, that's what it does to you. The mm-hmm. Little couch cushions, mm-hmm. pillows. You sit down on the couch, you're like, "Okay, I gotta look
1: under the spooky worms its way into your brain." And on that note, welcome to the Woby Books a podcast about books and spiders. I'm Peter, joined as always by Matt. Whew. Spooky October, feel for you. Spooky October. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about a spooky book t- tonight talking about Flashman our third in our series Flash for Freedom by George MacDonald Fraser. I think this book came out in 1971 if I'm not mistaken. Um time frame for this one, if people aren't familiar, each book kind of consists of a certain year in our anti-hero Harry Flashman's life. This is 1848 to 1849. Yeah, re- real
0: uh, real fans, they call them packets. Each okay. book is supposedly a packet found in the desk posthumously.
1: Um they're presented as real, like this is historical. Are you like, kicking you know. me out of the Flashman like society right now? No, no, no. i uh,
0: I was just I was uh doing some research for this one and people are calling them, you know, packet this packet. So Papers? there's this is the third paper the flashman papers yeah it's the third book but you know just insiders. fyi inside of them packets
1: this time we see uh this one i don't know how we're going to talk about this book We'll we'll be careful it's the most unpolitically correct we've seen so far yes. and, and I, that's saying something for a, a purposely yeah like, unpolitically correct character uh most of the book takes place during uh the time of slavery in america so it's
0: flash- all of it takes place some of it takes place in america
1: well yeah in it, 1848 deals like specifically with the slave trade the first yeah. 30 pages is him basically being kicked out of england for
0: yeah it sets up why he's gotta
1: so yes a majority of the book is flashman in you know the slave times of america either on
0: a slave, on ship, slave ship or,
1: or yeah
0: Actually, in America on a plantation.
1: If you don't know Flashman, he's a very selfish person. He is always looking out for himself. So when you put that together with the horrible circumstances of slaves, Fraser, I think I would say that I'll say this, Matt. I would say this is not should not be your first book if you have to read Flashman.
0: No, no. And <laughs> and I have I, I'm assuming I kind of was saving it for later. I, it's it's a brilliant satire. You can see that yeah. Frazier's moving. The horrors trade are made apparent. Mm-hmm. Our narrator kind of underplays them, but if you read between the like, between the lines, you're like, "Oh, this is it's all it's all there." It's it's really brilliantly done. I think this is a really well done book. It probably wouldn't get published today. The climate's a bit different. Yeah, I mean, but we'll just say. It-
1: at the start like we want the language in it is of its time so it's very he doesn't mince he doesn't like edit sort of the language so the language that you would hear from people at that time from people and of the
0: time being the 1840s yeah, 40s. not necessarily so, like the so heads up warning don't uh you know
1: yeah um let's see here
0: do you want to just uh plot kind of yeah, he goes. Flat overview how he how he gets into the, yeah so it's, it's on the heels of royal flash when he he's coming back from england from his adventures in uh, germany from the last book and uh his father-in-law um they don't get along but for whatever reason uh it's kind of brought up maybe do you want to run for parliament and Flashman was like, yeah, I could uh I could I could do that. I could lounge around. I could you know, his ego starts to get to. I was like, yeah. yeah, you know there's a actually a quote I have here when he's thinking about being a politician, light work, plenty of spare time for as much depraved diversion as I could manage in safety and the chance to ram my opinion down the public's throat whenever I felt inclined.
1: so I think also the way Fraser has written flashman is like you and to are like, oh, he would be a great politician. Like he's playing, he's the, into, he knows, I think. Yeah. Heroic on
0: the surface, but we know because we're in his head, he's a uh, terrible person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At the at the first sign of trouble, he's out of there. So and he's pretty sorry. continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then he's a bully by nature, right? So you suck up to people above you and you kind of kick people below you. And that's perfect for a politician too anyway so he's taken out to a party with all the bigwigs. we meet uh benjamin disraeli the future prime minister of england before he's prime minister but it's, you know his father-in-law showing him around hobnobbing like making introductions to uh to a future politician you know connections you'd need and they start playing what they start playing a card game mm-hmm vincht uh, at um, which I didn't know what that was until I looked it up. It just means 21. It's twenty one. Uh, black, yeah. right? And in I thought a kind of a neat piece of uh, plot work by mcdonald Fraser, a character from the first book shows up again, and it kind of bites Flashman. It's mm-hmm. so another thing you notice about these. He kind of all the trouble Flashman gets into, he kind of he brings it on himself. It's like it's just desserts karmically. You know it, he he gets into trouble and it's usually because of something he's done in the past. He doesn't get away with his actions. It's kind of yeah, it's, it's a good. So with a guy in the first one, he fights a duel and he gets uh, he doesn't actually want to fight. So he pay, he says he's gonna pay a guy a lot of money. The guy is supposed to load the pistols. He pays he's like, I'm gonna pay you like ten thousand pounds to not load the pistols or not load the other guy's pistol and he misses on purpose and he looks like a hero but he knows and so once it's all done flashman refuses to pay the guy right yeah and there's nothing the guy can do about it because he cheated and flashman just laughs and so that's from the first one and then this guy the guy he refused to pay shows up in the third one frames flashman makes it look like flashman was cheating at blackjack flashman wasn't but it's really embarrassing, kind of ruins his political career. And it starts this string string of events where Flashman has to flee the country. Flashman's father-in-law is is a rich, cheapskate Scottish businessman who has a hand in the slave trade. And then Flashman is like, we're going to set you on she are gonna join go one of my ships out to sea i don't think he knows it's a slave trader yet no he doesn't his father-in-law just puts him on a boat you're gonna go sail away until the heat dies down and then flashman finds out it's a slave ship and then we go on adventures from there
1: but uh the first thing i think i I, there's a lot of things that when you look at this book i think fraser kind of trusts you to be don't react to the surface right on the surface this seems like oh man flashman like our guy we know he's bad he's done bad stuff before um but i think he i think we'll we'll probably get into this most of the episode he kind of highlights a couple things that i think are like interesting once you kind of tip step back from like the shock value of flashman himself being this like kind of jerk with like moments of clarity where he's sort of like he's almost like I know I'm a bad person, but even I'm like, oh man, the the slave trade's awful. Like,
0: yeah, he's a bully and a coward. There yeah. are moments when they're on the ship and he sees all the slaves packed in, and he's just like, oh man. I think he says like, if it were up to me, I'd let him go, but you know, yeah, he couldn't. And it, but he also says, you know, but if I were in London in a bar doing a business deal, I would invest in the slave ship. And I think that's also kind of McDonald Fraser's way of kind of pointing at how it worked, you know, people see it up close. And even the biggest bullying coward would kind of get queasy in the stomach. But if you're far enough removed, it was seen as an investment for people.
1: Isn't it also strange too, that they like outlaw the the act of slave trading, but the slavery itself is, is kept, kept going in America.
0: Yeah. And then England outlawed it, but there's lots of money to be made in America. Yeah. So it
1: creates this black market. And there's a whole bunch of like rules you have to. And that's kind of where like some of the like the plot device, like that mechanism of like slavery is legal in America, but like, oh, a slave ship coming from it is illegal. And there's, and it's, you're scratching your head. You're like, this doesn't, like, I don't know. I, I think that's one of the things that highlights just sort of the, I don't know. It's, it's, I found that to be a, kind of like an odd thing for like England and America, kind of two trading partners, to have like these rules, and it's like neither. I mean, it just doesn't make sense.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. They're so like, pretty accurate, so it, the book highlights the absurdities of uh, of the situation. Of yeah, the time. and that's what I think. The book overall is kind of a brilliant satire mm-hmm. of that whole era. Of Victorian attitudes towards the slave trade, there's a lot of hypocrisy all the way around.
1: Do you think it's more is because Fraser's what is he Scottish English? He's Scottish. I think. Do you think he's more pointing out? Is he judging like the English? You
0: know, I think he's just holding up a mirror to the whole time frame. I don't think it's it's not the type of satire that like picks on one, picks on one and not the other. It's just the whole thing was absurd. And the book is kind of once you get past the kind of shocking details and some of the language and you kind of look at things, mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, this is really kind of poignant, kind of a it's a fun it's an adventure story. It's all that, but it's also
1: it's so, there is and what I kind of like about these books is you kind of learn more about Flashman. You you learn sometimes oh he's worse than I thought he was or sometimes he's I I guess not better is maybe the right word, but sometimes a character will come along and like pinpoint him. Like Frazier has him pinpoint Flashman to a T. And there's a slave that he encounters kind of late in the book that like just has an encounter with him and thanks him for kind of like saving her. And he's like, oh, if she only knew. I'll read the quote because I thought it was like, oh, this points out who Flashman is. It's. Um, I think the character is Cassie. Um, yeah. and so she kind of is thinking of it, and, and Flashman in his head goes, um, she, she was kind of like, he says, you know, I was thinking to mistake absence of cruelty for kindness, which is kind of what he thinks she's doing. He wasn't cruel to her, but he wasn't kind to her. Um, just wait till it serves my interest to do you, do you a dirty term? And then she continues, and this is where the part I like because it kind of, and this happens a couple of times in the book where he he like pinpoints who Flashman is. And as a reader, as you're going along through these books, I think it's like interesting and kind of engaging to kind of like, oh, yeah, that's who he is really, because he's in all these like different places and he's interacting with different people. And she goes, and yet I know you are not by nature a kind man that you're that there is little love in you. And I know there's lust and selfishness and cruelty because I feel it when you take me just like the others. Oh, I don't mind. I prefer that. I can tell myself that it levels the score I owe you. And yet it, I, it cannot quite level it ever because even though you are such a man and as I have always taught myself to hate, and despise, still there were moments when you were kind. Do you understand? I just like that Flashman sometimes thinks like, oh, I'm kind of playing a trick on everybody. And this character says, no, I I, I see through you, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was a, a pretty good quote for who Flashman is in the context of the wider story and also yeah. this I book think, in particular. So.
0: That's a good point. And I think some of what, what Frazier's doing, Flashman is a, a uh, I keep saying it, a bully and a coward, mm-hmm. you know, but I think kind of what he's doing in each story so far is kind of, you see the discrepancy between large scale forces and how like the British empire operates in the mm-hmm. first one, how the slave trade operates in this one. And those are like big scale, you know, there, there's a lot of evil and bad that happens on the big scale. And you see just kind of a, a guy who has a public reputation as a hero, but we know he's kind of just, just a, a guy. I mean, is it like yeah. a, an average mean guy who gets taken along on, for the ride. He's our, he's our lens to see all this stuff through. then I think, what am I struggling to say? Like that's, that's part of the thing. It lets us see the overall big picture of how, how, of how the societies in question operate. And we get to see different angles than we do, than we would with just a straightforward heroic guy as our, our narrative oh a hero wouldn't be on a slave ship and you wouldn't get to see everything you get to see because a, a hero that is uh, that's a good, no, a I, I think that's pallet, a good point yeah you know
1: like he wouldn't be
0: there he'd be like oh i can't abide this and you wouldn't be able flashman doesn't necessarily like being there but he's like okay i just need to get through this and so he gets to see all the stuff that a traditional hero couldn't abide and i think that's part of the brilliance
1: of the the, the story structure itself i think it's it, that's a good point point. and also I, I kind of rarely think of this as like historical fiction but it very much is historical fiction mm-hmm. um it, sometimes you feel like oh you're just along for like a i always feel like Frazier has like a great time writing flashman as a character like there's mm-hmm. that's where like oh I, yeah. abraham lincoln's in this book and there's a, at one point where Abraham Lincoln basically kind of like saves him, and I, in my head I'm like, oh, this is would be like Flashman's great story for when he was like a grandfather at the like end of his life. He's like, well, let me tell you about the time.
0: And that's who's telling that's the, that's our narrator is old yeah. Flashman reminiscing on his adventures. But well, as Lincoln well, was another, we'll get oh, to ahead. it later, but I, he, Lincoln was another guy who saw a character in this one who saw through Flashman. Yeah. I thought Frazier did a really good job with Lincoln in this story. I
1: did. Yeah, it was um, – he kind of made him – he didn't feel, to me at least, like this sort of uh, – I don't know, like larger than life. It's kind of weird. It, it felt like, oh, this is – it felt not what I expected, but what I would expect from – Frazier in a flashman novel i guess if that makes sense like a a normal book i don't think would betray lincoln like he does in this book
0: well and I, it, I was going to. he's only in it for maybe 20 pages yeah. split up he pops up twice well let's just so flashman goes through the whole slave ship thing they go to africa with their cargo and he's along for the ride where they're going to drop off the slaves in america like we were talking about earlier it's a legal to actually sell slaves in America, and so the ship that Flashman's on gets spotted by it's an English ship or mm-hmm. an American ship that's on patrol to prevent the slave trade, and so there's the big like they can't get caught with slaves, and there's the big is,
1: That's the point I'm highlighting. It's just like it's so absurd, like pretty the, absurd. It's it, like oh, we it, have to stop the slave trade, but you're you it's, the it's whole in the institution South. of slavery it still exists. yeah but you could get you just like
0: caught yeah buying and selling so anyway flashman gets caught on the ship and right before everything goes down it turns out there was like a british spy on the ship posing as a slaver and he's about to die he gets shot in the in the kerfuffle and he tells a secret to flashman because he thinks flashman a, a big recurring theme in these books is people tend to think flashman's more heroic than he is which works to flashman's favor because he's so the, <laughs> yeah. well, the guy identity yeah well that comes to flashman and says this is very important i have a list of people who are involved in the slave trade He's he's been a spy this whole time and he's about to die and he wants flash he's like i can tell you agree with me and then i just want you to know and then here take this and flashman's like i don't really want to but his father-in-law's name is on the list of people who are slavers and so he sees an angle it's yeah. like i can hold this over my father-in-law and get money out of him so he takes it and then when the slave ship when everybody gets caught the only way out of him being uh, they're gonna get prosecuted maybe hung if they get convicted it's like a big deal so he takes comer the guy's name's comer he takes his identity and pretends to be a, he takes his identity as like, oh, as a spy this whole time. And he kind of gets away with it. A lot of uh, anti-slavery Americans hail him as a hero. And he kind of, that's how he's chosen to play his hand. It's really good st- plot work too by Fraser It's like, he, he moves things along like really, really well here. Anyway, that's it, the point being one of the people he meets, uh, I think is it in Baltimore, Washington, DC? Yeah. He's being he taken on this comers identity and he meets a congressman named abraham lincoln mm-hmm. and lincoln kind of sees him as a uh, kind of sees through him knows there's something there and i like i had this quote um this is flashman talking about lincoln i suppose in his way he had the making of makings of as big a scoundrel as i am myself but his appetites were different and his talents were infinitely greater yeah
1: you yeah. it's um i also like trying to think about flashman do you think he's like a vehicle to highlight the worst aspects of like our past history and our connection to the present because i think there is something to that like through yeah. this sort of i think uh, i don't know if this is the main po- point of the books but i think part of the book is to be like there's a rotten core to a lot of like the, would you say like hero worship, in sort mm-hmm. of culture in Western culture, in a lot of times, and like this is our anti-hero, but actually he has a lot more in common with the people you think are like these great people. Like I don't know, I think yeah, you can well, make a an argument that a lot of these books deals with that, like the false, freshman from the very first book, like the false, like oh he's a hero not you know he's not uh um, yeah in real life there are people
0: like that hailed as a hero and the gritty underbelly never gets seen but it's there oh i think 100 that's that's at least part of it yeah it's an interesting mixture they really are a brilliant book because some of it, surface level is just fun yeah it's just fun it's funny it's an adventure it's historic like i think it's very accurate as far as historical details and events go, there's even footnotes at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think Frazier put a lot of effort into making sure it's genuine. It, the historical time, the historical stuff, and the timeline adds up. But is, there's also a huge chunk of it is what you were just saying, like yeah, kind of showing the the underbelly,
1: of, or just uh, yeah, I,
0: worship. And
1: there's a, I think there's some can sometimes be a like a romantic. Or romanticized nature to so like historical fiction in a way, oh, which yeah. I don't really have a problem with. I kind of sometimes enjoy that, but there is no like, uh, there's always a dark. I I would say humor a lot of times in these books with Flashman, but there's no I would say like oh pining for the times of wherever we've been with Flashman so far, and we've only been through three books, but. I think he, he, at first, I think there's a way, because I read some reviews. So I just kind of glanced at some of the reviews on Goodreads about this. And there were positive and negatives, which you can kind of expect with a book like this. But I don't know. I think there were people that read this just as a, a, like a historical novel without, this might've been their first Flashman book without knowing kind of what the deal was. And it was like, what is this guy? Like, what is this character up <laughs> to? Yeah, it's. I don't, if you don't know the, bat, if you don't know Flashman before this, I think it's a little bit like, what is going on with this book? What's this guy trying to say? But This may be a good place to start, yeah. Yeah, but um, but no, I think the more you think about it, putting in this character in these sort of, I don't think, yeah, I don't think the story Fraser's trying to tell is like um, one of, our hero is going to like solve the issue, right? He's going to be the, he's be the cog for change. He's not going to be like Lincoln. He's not going to use the lens. He's the watch. lens to view the thing. Yeah. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, Warts and all, he, he can show you the dark side more effectively than a traditional hero would. Yeah. Cause he's going to go places and his cowardice and his nature is going to take him to places that a different hero, you know, which runs, a which traditional runs, hero He flashman's out on a plantation in alabama mississippi for a couple months in this story and a, a traditional hero wouldn't stay there you know like wouldn't stay there wouldn't hang out there right but flashman just kind of bides his time until he runs away he doesn't do the traditional heroic thing and so the fact that the character would plausibly do that lets fraser describe what a plantation would have been like back then.
1: You see what but, I mean? So that, that yeah. was,
0: you know, Flashman's nature lets you see things from a different angle.
1: I think it's also, know. I would say it's probably the, like the most Flashman encounters the most upsetting things to him, like violent wise. Just and, and like I say, it's not the conditions of humans, like just everything. And that gets shown. Mm-hmm.
0: That gets shown. And it can be a little weird because the narrator, kind of just yeah. understates it. or it's like, oh, yeah, it's horrible, but I'm just trying to get by on my own. But you you do see it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the, the definition, one of the definitions of irony is when the point of what you're saying lies in what's unstated. Okay. You know what I mean so it's not the words itself, it's what your words are pointing to, what's. Yeah. That's something to keep in mind if you do read this book. Uh it's an ironic satire. And so the point is kind of look look for what's not being said or what's being pointed to, or the descriptions of the slave ship, or the plantation, or the nature uh of the society and what's going on at the time. And in between there, I think is a lot of
1: what is driving at. It's, and it's, point, I it's also I I'll get you take on this. It's, I also feel like this is a high degree of difficulty to pull off. Don't you think like yeah. You're rocking it he he walks like a tight you know, tightrope sometimes with some of this like plot devices everything like that because it has to be well plotted, right? But also like motivations and character have to be mm-hmm. have to be right or have to be well thought out, have to be um cuz a bad version of this can get, like, a we. I don't know how to put this, but, like, a bad audience for this kind of book. Yeah. where well, they kind of, like, does that make sense? Yeah, people take it the wrong way.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I see what you mean. It's a fine line between Flashman's character has to stay the same. He can't just be noble all yes. the time
1: Because,
0: yeah. you know, slavery is bad. So Flashman becomes noble, and it takes you right He's still got to be his, mm-hmm. his, his cowardly self, but he can't gleefully participate mm-hmm. in the slave trade. So you got to. He does. Frazier did a really good job. And thinking back on it, it's like that was brilliantly plotted. He. Mm-hmm. he what do you call it? Uh, Walking the line. Yeah. So the circle. What's the term? Suit. Knitted the stocking. What's the, what the one am I looking for? Third what? rail. The like the it's navigated, avoided the third rail. Whatever it was, he 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 swam with the sharks. Sharks. He swam with the
1: sharks. They avoided the spiders. <laughs> hey, topical. Um, but no, I there because I think also there's a part of it where it's like this part of history is probably the most uncomfortable just to be like you know as, as a reader like over the shoulder of our narrator looking at all this stuff so i think it inherently makes you be like oh man this is tough like or with this guy what's he going to do there's a little bit i don't know if you feel like apprehension like cuz you're not sure with flashman as you know he's not going to do well, a predictable thing a lot of the he, times right
0: he gets away from the plantation and he, hmm. he runs away with a a a, sla- a woman slave cassie yeah and you're kinda of, he's helping her escape and you she's a good person Like you, yeah. you want her to escape. And you're a little nervous, like Flashman, don't don't abandon her. You know, you're rooting yeah, for, yeah, yeah. rooting for them both to get away, but Cassie deserves to get away. And so you're kind of, you know. That was another thread threading the needle. Threading the needle. He threaded the needle pretty well where Flashman does the right thing, even accidentally. Like well, at one point he does try to run away and leave her, Yeah, but she gets away to, you know, but it kind of works out and they, they escape together, but you, yeah, there are certain points you're kind of worried about what he's going to do.
1: So, yeah. Uh, it's like, what he going to say? What is it going to yeah. do? But I think, yeah, it's, um, you mentioned earlier, I don't know if this book will get published like today. Yeah. yeah. I could see yeah. that as like a, yeah, it's, um, i don't know what the market is because a lot i get you could see today people getting in an uproar over this book just based on not reading it i guess in a way
0: oh but, yeah people it would come out certain aspects of the book well and there's many, and this is a small segment of people who like to be loud online yeah right it's not like plenty of people would read and enjoy it but there's a certain segment of people who if there's a character that's bad mm-hmm. they make it seem like the author's bad, and anybody who reads the book is just as bad as the character, you know. So, that's I hope we've warned people enough that's not the point of this thing. And, and it's really almost not worth worrying about, you know. You like it or you don't,
1: and, yeah. I, I wouldn't say this is the, whatever. the kind of book for everybody, definitely. Definitely. Not. Uh, there are parts where I wrote is Flashman displaying bravery and then a question mark and then be kind of brave for a moment. You <laughs> would do yeah. like you kind of revert back to type, uh. I like, there's certain points where he acts brave,
0: but, and it would look brave to an outsider yeah. or to other people in the story, a different character. But because we're in his head, we know, oh, he just felt backed against the wall. Like there's nothing else he could have done. And so it's survival instinct, but he's not noble. His motives are always self-serving. Yeah, I think is the thing. Like, so he'll, he'll shoot or fight back or, or make it like a, what would seem like a bold and daring dash to escape but he's really just running away or doing the only thing his options
1: and then oftentimes yeah. like the appearance or the people that have to fit a narrative Because i think another point of these books is a lot of times the powers that be government people in charge they have to fit a narrative over the events that just occurred and then they'll yeah. like they'll pick someone that they think yeah is the like the ideal heroic figure or whatever
0: yeah. yep And And oftentimes it's Flashman
1: in these books. And so you're like, oh, this whole thing is just a...
0: Yep.
1: Especially in the first
0: one, it suits them to have a hero to hold up, to justify what just happened. In the case of the first one, it was the British army got massacred and it looked like a terrible defeat, but they needed a guy, a a, a bright spot, a story to tell. And so Flashman happened to be there and they,
1: you know, yeah, yeah, it was a... If if you read a lot of history... um, You'll know that a lot of times maybe like I guess in like if there's a war going on or if there's some sort of thing to convince the public it happens even to this day. There is a PR machine I guess that is looking for like angles to keep the public's um, yeah. I've just spirit started. and will behind it and these stories are like pushed out like oh this guy you know this character is from blah 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 and he part of the um, you know X, Y, and Z, and look, look how heroic he is. And it's like this; it's a orchestrated thing that goes on.
0: Key what key other machine. culture?
1: What other country? It happens everywhere.
0: Oh yeah, so, I can think of a famous example. I, I guess I would not do it.
1: I don't get in trouble. Okay, don't. Get but
0: but it ha- I mean, it happens. Yeah.
1: Or just events are twisted and like. Oh they, yeah, yeah. Or they almost have the event kind of pre-written.
0: Um, oh okay, but- I'll go with uh jfk's whole famous world war ii story the pt 109 okay he rescued his crew that was it's unclear how true that was it was kind of ready-made and his his father's pr machine kind of spun it into high gear when he got home
1: but there's all sorts of
0: th- stuff like so, that one you know, came turning to mind. a disaster into
1: yeah one came to mind to me because i just started reading this book about uh very depressing subject, but the firebombing of uh, Tokyo. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Americans chose to kind of were influenced by the British during World War II. Anyway, before that, there was a kind of, I I, I think general, who wanted to use precision bombing of the new B-29 bombers. Okay. So they were going to go on this raid of Tokyo. They're going to use this like new technology or site. They're going to try to do precision bombing for a variety of reasons. Apparently, like the airspace over tokyo just like the jet stream makes it very difficult to do accurate bombing all these kind of things can't you don't get clear days um but they do the first run and they have all these stories almost pre-written about the successful bombing of tokyo that run in every paper Um, and all this stuff and they have a b-29 bomber that newspaper people can look at you know in Washington, D.C., they have all this stuff. They show them what like kind of bombs are using all this kind of stuff. They look back on it, and the, op- the like the mission was like kind of a failure, but they had pre-done it so it looked like a success. That's yeah, a, that's a sidebar, but that's sort of, in that case, Flashman would be the pilot of one of those things, and he would have, like, not even done the mission and just gone back with engine trouble, and you would have been like, Flashman, yeah. heroic and he's the only survivor
0: because he ran away, but because yeah. he's the only survivor and the PR machine yeah. needs somebody to hold up. See, and that's another part of the brilliance of these things. It it you stop to think about it, and there's really a lot under the surface. Mm-hmm. And like we say, the surface is very fun. It's not a difficult read, but you I don't know.
1: I know, yeah. And it's also I'd like a um the, I Flashman in the beginning is just like oh, okay when you just start this book up i don't know if i think i told you this i'm like oh this is flat. hey like, I, I can sense fraser having fun with flashman yeah. and as becoming yeah. a parliament thing and then he kind of he takes the story elsewhere but there's i like that feeling of being like oh flashman maybe in his natural element which is like i would say being in parliament would be probably but that's not the point of these books you got to like take them all over the world yeah but yeah. um uh, i really enjoyed the beginning of this book quite a bit
0: Look, <laughs> yeah. he's basking he's back home from from the second book and mm-hmm. his father-in-law's on to him and so he can't get his father-in-law's rich but they don't get along so he doesn't get as much money and so he just wants to hang out And it's almost gamble. if you're gonna write a
1: tagline to these books it'd be like oh you traveled all over the world right maybe not a tagline but if you're talking to the real flashman and he's like oh i've traveled all over the world or you know and be like oh what why it's almost like he travels everywhere because after a while people like catch on to him so he just yep. <laughs> so he he's just
0: gotta just, keep moving gotta uh, keep moving and like in i it, say karmically the plot device that gets him on the ship mm-hmm. he brought it on himself yep from, from the, the first, first one yep. it's,
1: it's his just desserts coming back and i would guess i think um characters in this book pop up in other books too in the I so, yeah. yeah i kind of wanted to keep going we'll probably yeah.
0: have to wait till next august but it's like man i could read i could read the fourth one now mm-hmm.
1: but, so, uh, uh any other thoughts Ben, on flashman any yeah
0: i have a couple more there's um the the social satire elements i thought flashman's kind of ace in the hole or trump card and getting out of stuff mm-hmm. um because half of the tension at the at the second half of the book is the fact that he's not comer the british spy and a lot of people think he is and then the rest of the crew including the eccentric uh john charity spring the uh the captain of the slave ship it's kind of an eccentric madman he shows up in a couple different books later um but they're all on trial and the powers that be the anti-slavery people want flashman as comer to testify against this the slave crew because they think he's a hero and he's going to testify and put these slavers in jail but the crew know he's not comer and he's flashman so flashman knows he has to stay away from so there's this whole tension people are trying to direct him down to new orleans to testify against these people and he wants to run away because they're going to find him out so there's all that but his ace in the hole to get out of this stuff is that he has a list of people who profit by the slave trade and there's lots of powerful names on there and I, that hi, that serves to highlight the tension between this is illegal and it can put you in jail but it's also people in power involved in this and yeah. money off of it. this is a quote towards the end uh, bu, 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 bu. uh he sees um when when the captain Uh, spring signs for the slaves no money or no money changed hands nothing was signed no receipts were sought or given spring simply jotted down details in a notebook and i dare say that after that the only transactions that took place would be the transfer of bills and orders in perfectly respectable banks in charleston new york rio and london yeah yeah and you know what made me think of kind of how the drug trade works today yeah not a to get too into that but something that's illegal but also very common yeah way too much money in it for for the people who rail against it not to also be involved anyway fraser kind of points in that direction a lot like the social hypocrisies of it slavery is very immoral and horrific and we're shown that through the book but also uh, kind of everybody's complicit in it. You know, it's not just Flashman and the slavers. It's this whole society-wide thing.
1: I agree, it really, yeah.
0: It's really well drawn. I'm,
1: you know, I very usually,
0: impressed by them.
1: I usually don't like uh, good reads reviews, like the written ones. Sometimes I do. Sometimes they're very good, but some, I don't really... It depends on the person. Yeah. I guess I, I wouldn't say I don't like them. I rarely like read through them. But I found one from from Flashman that I thought was very good, actually. I kind of want to read it to you, like parts of it to you. It's by a user named Ben. So Ben, I don't know, that's all Ben says. Smart of him. He, he writes, these books are often called un-PC, fair enough, but I like to make the case they are far from glorifying or romanticizing the attitudes of the time. Instead, they have a sneaky way of making you feel guilty by association or of recognizing uncomfortable parallels with the modern world. Um, This volume particularly hits home for we Americans as it deals with the slave trade. It is a ripping adventure like the others, but not quite as easy to enjoy because it rises to a new level of inhumanity, a level that even Flashman can't ignore. The notoriously self-concerned hero is actually taken aback by the institution's barbarity on a few occasions, meaning that any person with a functioning conscience would be positively in pieces. One of Harry Flashman's few positive qualities is a sharp eye for the hypocrite. And we see the two-faced dealings of British lords who abhor far-off slavery, but own local factories where children are worked to death. And the paternalistic American abolitionists who think of themselves as benevolent angels rescuing, rescuing simple creatures from bondage. I don't know. I thought it was just a very... Well written review from Goodreads. That's a very and, and it good goes review. on, and it, but that was kind of the the main gist of the review. So Ben, whoever you are, I should add him a, a, as a Goodreads. Send uh, him a friend request. Yeah. Do you think it's Ben Affleck? It's,
0: it's well, hey, to his last point, I actually had some of that stuff highlighted. The the even the people who were trying to. The abolitionists are kind of patronizing. Mm. At the end, when Cassie and Flashman are rescued, Lincoln's around, and it's the rich uh, lady, Cincinnati, right? Yeah, Mrs. Payne. Um, yeah, it says Mrs. Payne will find Cassie such employment that fits her station, and Flashman is kind of like needling, say, so, "Yes, say your prayers each night and remember your station." And then there, says Mrs. Payne, I think you may kiss your deliverer's hand, child. And because of what Cassie and Flashman have been through, Cassie uh, laughed and was kind of frustrated. And she kisses Flashman on the lips. And then Mrs. Payne is horrified. She says, such liberties. These, and she said, these simple creatures, my child, this will never, and like to Ben's point, he doesn't let anybody off the hook. You yeah. know, it, it, a lot of the abolitionists were kind of patronizing didn't see the slaves as fully human. And Fraser gives them a fully human perspective. It's I don't know. It's yeah. very well done. It's a very yeah. well. I'm talking myself into this maybe being the best one so far. Just because yeah. of how well he kind of portrays
1: everything. The, the one of the blurbs on the front of my copy says the best one yet. Yeah. I don't know if that's Evelyn Waugh's relation. I don't know daily mail
0: a lot of other writers i think i bring up every time we do one of these woodhouse really likes them a a lot of other writers really appreciate the uh the flashman series
1: hitchens like them it's fun they're good yeah they're good to talk about too so that is flash for freedom um and we have I think we'll continue this series and next year and next August. Uh, next August. August we'll uh, do the fourth one in the Flashman uh pamphlets, papers. What's the cool term? The packets.
0: Packets. We'll call them packets, because by the fourth one, you're officially officially uh, you can uh, in the fan club. I uh, you- I believe it's called Flashman's Lady and Elspeth gets kidnapped by pirates. I think. This would be fun. Yeah, I don't have the list in front of me i'm pretty sure that's it and i actually haven't read that one before so okay i'm looking forward
1: gotcha because there's one that uh yeah anyway so that is i don't even remember what month it is that's just our flashman yearly our yearly look at Flashman, right Every, around august exactly But we have a lot of good uh, books that we're reading uh, currently. Uh, soon we'll be doing an episode on Midsummer Night's Dream. Our first play, actually. First time talking about Shakespeare. So we'll see if we're smart enough to actually tackle that. I think we'll be Well, I have a bunch of notes.
0: Um, um, just a heads up. You're going to have to indulge me. I will. You might you might want to bring a book. <laughs> Something to do. Because it'll be like a three-hour-long episode where I just ramble about the medical hey. fire. But... It might be longer than it takes to stage the play, the episode. So we'll...
1: <laughs> we could just, as you're talking, there will be like a faint reading of the play in the background, and we we'll compare yeah. the two. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, we also have a couple of serious books that we, we deem serious. Uh, we have "Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead." Kind of funny so far. I am about halfway through, it and I really like it. I love. I love. I'm a. I'm a big fan of styles of writers and how that like they use language. And Olga Tokarczuk is one of my favorites. Just the kind of characters, kind of depressed, and it's funny and it's odd, which I've found in, in her works. So
0: so far, I'm only ten pages in, but the character is yeah. like a mix of odd and funny. Yeah, there's a
1: sense of. It gets more. It's yeah. Yeah. strange myth. Just strange, strange things afoot in the uh, in the setting of that book. We have, then we have the Master and Margarita, which is a mini seasonal. Amen out and lines of Lucerne. are books we're gonna be talking over on our Patreon. So uh, if you like how we uh, discuss books about, and we we discuss sports, fantasy football, all sorts of stuff over there. So check that out as well. And then we have let me look at it here. Some books that we probably won't be getting to for a while. I would say Once in Future King will probably be getting to sooner rather than later. Would you agree with well, that? We'll at least do Sword in the Stone here halfway soon. Yeah. So that's kind of our... Uh, and we're always adding books, of course, because we can't help ourselves. So every month we add one, two books to our TBR. We get to do October. I know, Spooky October. Pretty soon, so, yeah. Are we going to do a uh, like a Shirley Jackson, do you think? Or... Uh, should we have a well, theme?
0: I was going to talk with you off air about if you want to do horror, spooky stuff to stay in the theme or do it like normal and throw some horror in. Okay. okay. Let's embrace We'll We'll talk about it. If the listener has any um, opinions,
1: let us know. Definitely. I don't know, whatever. We'll Send us a note on any of our, our excellent social media platforms Instagram, yeah. Twitter email. All that information's in the bio. Uh, And once again, thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon.